GV Hot 97. I'm your host, Magic Mike. And this segment is called Blackview. And on this segment, you'll hear community events, politics, and oh yeah, <laughs> the ass of the day. This is your most informative podcast station. And hey, if you ready, I'm ready. Let's kick this thing off. You know, I just wanna, I just wanna hope and 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 give big shout outs to everybody out there. Hoping that everybody had a great day today. Sun shining, feeling good. Big smiles. The weather cooperated, and I hope you got out and washed your cars, took your dogs out on a walk or something, or really just got out and walked with the family, or just even by yourself if you're single. And just enjoy the weather today, you know, after work. And if you was off today, I really hope you had a blast today. You know, um, there are quite a few things I want to talk about tonight. So without further ado, let's get right on into this segment here. I want to talk about the incident that happened uh, the other day at Meadows Elementary, uh, which is in the spotlight. It's really, man, you know, anybody that knows me and knows about what we do for the youth out here and how we take care of things for the youth and how we look out for the kids, because that's really the most important thing that it should be in each adult parent's life is to look out for the children not not just your children but the whole village of children to make sure that everybody's safe and make sure that they get the right direction and redirection if needed you know a seven-year-old kid decided that he would pull down the pants and the panties of another young kid at the school, uh, a young female, degrading her and humiliating her in front of her peers and teachers. The crazy part about this is the way that situations are handled. You know, I would feel that the parents of the young man would have been brought into a sit down with the other parents to discuss the nature of this incident, because this is serious. You know, kids find certain things to be fun and games, but there's a reality to helping them understand that some things are not fun and games because when this young lady returned back to school and basically you know she was her parents had asked what she felt like she wanted to happen to the young man and the little girl was just said i would never want to see his face again 
you know, she was that hurt and that embarrassed that she never wanted to see him again. But then when she returned to school, she ran into that same young man who was with a bunch of other kids and they began to hackle and make fun of her and talk about the incident. Um, that's an issue to me because that should have been dealt with. And when kids are in that type of mode and doing those type of things, that's a learned behavior. You know, it makes you wonder what is going on in the homes of some of these children that they're able. And I'm not going to I'm not saying that his parents aren't responsible people because I don't know the young man and I don't know his parents. But what I am saying is we need to be mindful of what we do in front of our children and what we allow them to access um, the TV shows that they watch, what they watch on the Internet. And most of all, the music that they listen to, you know, we have to be aware that they have young, impressionable minds that are curious and they can't separate fun, fiction, reality. And that's where we come in as adults. That's where we come in to help set that record straight especially young people in grade school. I mean, that's like, that's like really serious. You know, I mean, close your eyes and imagine if that were your daughter. And she came home distraught, crying, upset. And she told you that of that story. How would that make you feel? Not only that, we have to make the schools accountable. We have to make the people that that give service to our children accountable. They have to be accountable as well as the parents. The parents, it starts at home first. It starts at home first. The accountability begins at home first. You know, we have to be accountable. And then when our kids are sent off to the school systems and they're at school, the school has to be accountable, you know, but your children, when they leave home, have to have already instilled in them the expectations of what conduct that you expect of them while they're at school or out in the public eye. You know, we have to be very diligent and mindful in that. And we have to make sure that our kids understand that. Morals and respect and manners are very important and respecting others, the bullying, the intimidation. We have to really talk to our children because some of the bullying and things have led to different types of things, suicides, uh, kids coming back to the school and, you know, shooting up the schools and, you know, you never know what a child is already going through and what mechanism you can trigger to get a bad reaction that no one would expect. I mean, naturally a child just wants to just, just like any other kid just wants to go to school, be accepted, make some friends, get some good grades and be prideful 
in their school and be prideful in their work. Be prideful in themselves and always be aware of their conduct. I mean, that's what most children want. You know, um, it's just, man, it, it just blew me over. It just blew me way over because I have daughters and that bothered me. You know, I had to sit down and really, really gather my thoughts and think about how messed up I would be if my daughters came home and told me that, that, you know, someone had done that to them in school. You know, I mean, I know me, the first thing I'm going to want to do is not just contact the school, but I'm going to contact this young man's parents. And we all need to have a sit down so that we can figure that out. I mean, I'm hoping and, and praying that the young man's parents um, have resolved this situation with this young lady's family and her and have found a way um, to make it right. Because here we have a young lady that's uh, that's been scarred, you know, that's been scarred. And what if this young girl, you know, we don't know. And I'm not saying that this is true. But what if this was a child that had been through some things and um, emotionally, physically or anything? And then this horrific thing happened to her. You know what then? So we really, 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 really have to stand fast on our children and make sure that when they leave home, that we drill into them what your expectations of them are when they're in when they're out in the public eye at school, at a at a public event, you know, or or just outside playing period, or at a neighbor's home, or in you know, a friend's home, family member's home. We have to we we have to stand tall on that and we have to back parents up, other parents up when they're right with our children, you know, because it's, it's, it's the right thing to do, and it's the good thing to help nurture the child. Um, I remember when I was growing up, you know, we had, we had entities out on the block that kept an eye on things. And if you from Pine Ridge area, everybody know about Miss Collins. You know, Miss Collins didn't play up on 10th and Golden. You wasn't, you wasn't, you wasn't coming through there with no nonsense on the block because she knew everybody and she knew everybody's parents. She was the guardian of the neighborhood and everybody respected her. You know, we have to get back to that. We have to get back to where everybody uh, polices the children in the neighborhood to make sure that they're safe. Get to know your neighbors, get to know the, the, the families in your area so that you know rightfully where a child belongs and the child understands that you are in, uh, um, in the right to rear them and put them in their place and that you will take them home and let their, and let their parents know what's going on or you will make that phone call to their parent and their parent 
needs to make it rightfully known to the child that, hey, if I get a bad phone call or somebody has to bring you home because of your conduct, you're going to get dealt with. Whatever that means, you know, what, what, whatever that entails, you know, so we have to be very, very clear. We have to be very, very clear, very, very clear uh, with our children. Very clear. Like I said about expectations and things of that nature and what we expect from them, we have to be super clear with our children. No playing around, no playing any games. I just really thought that this was something very important that we needed to discuss tonight or need to be on the table of discussion because, you know, at times we don't we don't stand up for the issues of those things that we should. And we always think that, um, you know, not excusing the school, but we always think that it's the school's responsibility to handle things that really belong to us that we should be handling at home and then uh, their school has their part. But the most, but the biggest portion hand is, begins at home. Like I said, it begins at home. You know, you, you have to start there. You have to start at the root. You know, that's how you change uh, the position. That's what you, by how you raise the child and the values that you give them, that shows people uh, what type of fruit this tree that, that you guys is tree bears, you know, um, and you don't want people to look at your child coming in, you know, when they're coming down the street or headed to the school building, they go, okay, here he comes, you know, and they're more, seems to be more, uh, excited when he's leaving than when he's coming or she's coming or, or, you know, I don't, I, I never wanted that for my child. And the first thing that grandma and him always told us was you've been the sapling while it's young, you know, that way, uh, later on, you don't have all these fictitious problems, you know, but what I want to say is thank you. Let's support one another. And let's keep it 100 with each other. And love the children. Let's steer them in the right direction. And we'll be right back. The TV Hot 97. You're looking for Magic Mike. So they can't stop me All they do is copy looks Still music too Want to see what chickens do When they lose the blueprint Check the spreadsheet. It's Lil Weezy, the Barbie, and Drizzy Drake. And we getting more cheese. Drizzy Drake. Yeah. <laughs> 
this is nice try. Let's be real. When my children wanna look like me, wanna be the man get fucked like me, wanna be the man and cook like me, but ain't no girls could be good like me. Cookies, bitches, ex wanna still fight me. They still pretty sexy, wish she cooked like me. She just wanna be the never bought a ice like me. I thought you were the best one, they were still white me. GB97, and I am your host, Magic Mike. You're listening to The Black Views. Hey, you know, um, I want to give some shout-outs to some black businesses. I really want, you know, everybody out there, man, we got to learn how to support our people. We got to learn how to give them uh, their props when props is due. You know, when you see somebody that is gaining success, don't be a hater. Be a congratulator, you know, stand up, give them your business, go out there and support them, because this is how we begin to build our community. This is how we uh, get back to our Black Wall Street. And if you don't understand the nature of Black Wall Street, then maybe you need to go back and do some researching and some uh, some history and fact checking so you can understand what Black Wall Street was all about and how we survived. Um, and the things that we did to prosper as a people, as a community and as a unit, as a whole, how we made things happen, how we own things. We had land and businesses and, and restaurants and, uh, you know, communities. I mean, at the best, you know, um, people always scream in a black community, but we don't have a black community because a black community controls all of its assets, um, all of the economics and all of uh, law enforcement and financial. It controls all of that. And when we when you, if you don't have that, you don't have a black community. You know, you need to go and fact check, like I said, you know, but I really want to give a shout out to Styles Barbershop for their longevity. 
uh, they've been around for a number of years and they've been lasting and taking care of our community, keeping fellas looking good, keeping young kids hair cut right, sharp, clean as a whistle, you know, um, and I know them brothers is some good brothers down there. So, you know, show them some love, you know, go down, get your hair cut. You know, I remember we used to go in there all the time when I was young and, and as we got into adults and, you know, great conversation down there, great analytical conversation, great laughs, great jokings. You can guarantee to see folks that you ain't seen in a while and and uh, always some friendly faces and some smiles, you know, Styles Barbershop, Styles Barbershop down on 6th Street. You know, y'all need to go in and check my guys out. And not and not to forget about center uh, stage two, barber barber uh, style and shop. Um, center stage. Sorry about that. I want to get the name corrected. Sorry about that. Center stage two, barber shop and style shop. Y'all need to go out and check them out at their new location. You know, um, they do great work out there. I've had my hair cut there too several times. Um, the barbers are, are a one, um, always pumping old school. You know who you is in there pumping all that old school playing that. Oh man. Have you in there dancing and rocking to the beat, you know, uh, great place to be friendly smiles, uh, great people, great service. Um, you will, you will, uh, be felt when you come in, you'll be made to feel like you're one of the family. You know, you go on in there and and uh, have a seat and uh, wait on your favorite barber or just go in and, and, and get connected with one of them. You know, all three of them are great, are great barbers and stylists. You know, they make sure that that any any request that you have is met, um, you know, and I can't forget about uh, Proism, you know, Proism, another brother. Another brother with a barber shop uh, and style shop, cold with the game. They down there doing their thing, you know, making making heads look good, you know. Um, and I would say all three places, you know, will have you looking good. Even if it ain't on Easter Sunday, you'll look like it's Easter Sunday when you come out. You know, you'll look like I said before, you have some woman looking at you with some googly eyeballs like you were Easter egg on Easter Sunday, like a little chocolate bar or something. You'll be looking scrumptious. <laughs> so, you know, go down and support your black businesses. Go out there and check them out. And, uh, you know, tell them GV Hot 97 sent you Magic Mike, Black Views, you know, and let them know that we sent you down there for that great hookup and looking good and making things right. We love you 100%. I'll be right back with you. GV Hot 97, Black Views, Magic Mike. I'm 
show that no side Bad things, it's a lot of bad things that they wish and 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 they wish Welcome back, GV Hot 97. Woo! Boy, it's nice and beautiful outside, still warm outside, still warm outside, a little 56 degrees, I do believe. Nice outside. You know, I want to touch on something real, real serious right now. Um, and it's serious to me because I walk those shoes. So it's really, really, really serious to me. I want to talk about... Um, some mothers that are very dear to my heart, um, the struggles, the pain, the anguish, and the fight. They gave me permission tonight to say their names tonight. So I want to start off with Angela Lee, Nicole Jackson, Marla Hernandez, and CG Locus. I want to say big ups to these to these mothers. Um, as you know, Angela Lee lost her son um, a while back. He was shot behind Church's Chicken on uh, 10th Street, Topeka, Kansas. He had his best friend with him in the car. And uh, they are now trying to charge the best friend 
for a homicide, which he hadn't, you know, I can't really get too deep into the case, but um, it's sad, man, because this young man was the witness to the situation when the young man was shot. And he brought light to the whole situation. Um, it's crazy how society has now become so into let's make somebody the blame game. And especially when you're young black males, we have uh, fallen into a system that's now believing from high school to prison pipeline is the new genocide for young black males. Not only uh, us being gunned down in the streets uh, by, you know, uh, law enforcement, uh, city officials like that, that are sworn to protect and uh, uphold the law all across the states young black men have become targets um, to this. You know, if you think back in biblical time, Pharaoh said, let's kill the firstborn. It's crazy how history repeats itself, you know, and uh, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, you know, sometimes people get a little distorted with the terminology, um, the terminology of Black Lives Matters means that Black people's lives matter too, just like everybody else's. And when we bring awareness to that, and when people finally wake up and aware to that piece of it, then healing can begin. When, when the notice of us being killed at an alarming rate. Um, and I can't just say just by law enforcement hands. You know, we have a responsibility as well because our young black males kill each other. And that's the slave trade hatred that was embedded in you. That when you see your brother, you automatically have a hatred for him. You know, and we have to change that ideology because there is a there is a, a thing called uh, nigga syndrome. You have to really research the word nigga and understand where it came from in order to get a grasp of the mentality and how to reverse it. We have to learn to love each other better. We have to do better, young men. We have to do better. These mothers shouldn't have to be crying and, and, and standing in a situation where they're fighting to keep their children alive. And these mothers, these four women, um, are fighting a justice system, not just for life, but for death. Miss um, Lee 
is crazy, but she has to fight for the honor of her son's name so that it's not tainted with a title that doesn't belong to him. As he's proceed, you know, as he's proceeded off into death already. And she has to bring honor back to his name because society always wants to make us look uh, foul, demean, uh, uh, demeanor, uh, break down the demeanor of our character. Um, and it's, it's really crazy because what you, what you do in your past doesn't always have to, doesn't always define your future and what happened in my past or what I might've did right now you know, uh, didn't warrant me to say, Hey, I should die for that. It's like when, you know, when my son was killed, the newspapers, uh, immediately and, and, uh, not just the newspapers, but, um, the, uh, news stations immediately, immediately spoke on my son's past history, you know, um, trying to, uh, give a reason or make it look like his life wasn't worthy because somebody made a bad choice and his history didn't define the man that he had, that he was or had become, you know, it's because of your past and your history. That's what changes you and helps you evolve into something new. It's not about the change. People don't let you change because they want to hold you at that same level. They want to keep you grounded to the same uh, incidents or, or titles. It's crazy. And no matter what you try to do, somebody's always waiting at the door to hate you, to hate you. Instead of us embracing each other and picking each other up with love and respect and honor, we would rather gossip in a room or whisper amongst each other like we still in high school and we grown adults and we tripping off the mindsets of the children. But yet we run in mindsets of children. We doing childish things. We on Facebook beefing. We out here in the club fighting on the street corners banging. You know. It's one thing that I tell my sons. If you want to wear the title of a nigga, then I want you to understand this. A real nigga knows when to transition into a man. He knows that. So if you don't know that and you're still being a nigga, then you're perpetrating a fraud. You ain't a real nigga. You're not. I don't want to get too far off of the subject, but. And I'm not drawing the attention towards towards me. I really want to stay with the attention towards these mothers. Because 
what they're doing and the fight that they're doing as a unit and as a team is the most beautiful thing I've seen in a long time. I've had the pleasure of sitting in the room with these mothers and their sons and talking to the sons, even after the death of the young man, Justice Marshall. Uh, I was able to sit in the room with these mothers, like I said, and their sons and, and have a and have a beautiful conversation. Um, these these mothers have a strong bond. They have a strong tie to the community and trying to bring awareness and attention to what's going on out here to help educate other mothers who should be involved, who should get themselves involved and who should stand up with these mothers. Because if you're a mother, the first thing in my head is I don't understand how you don't feel them. I don't understand how when you close your eyes at night, you don't envision yourself in their in their shoes. If you truly love your children. Old or young. You should be able to envision that because you carried your child the same way this woman carried her child. And imagine when they reach a certain. They're gone. They're gone at foolishness because somebody had an idea that said, I'm going to stop the existence of this person today. Today. They put themselves in a position to play God. I say it and I say it again. You don't have to, like I tell, you don't have to follow the man. In this case, the ladies. But get behind the mission. Get behind the mission of what they're doing. Get behind the mission. That is the most important thing. Get behind the mission. The mission is important. Because the mission may help you save yours. Or if something happens, Lord forbid, these women can help you transition, can help you fight, can help and stand with you. I'm asking every woman to show support to these ladies. Give them your blessing. Be an accountable body where they need you. Reach out to them and see what you can do to help them. Reach out. Speak to them. Just check on them. But as a mother, I'm asking you, see what you can do to help them. Because like I said, it isn't you today, but it could be you tomorrow. And with the understanding of that, you should be ready. You should be ready to walk with them, march with them, stand and fight with them, yell, Loudly to the top of your voice. Save my child.
Save our children. Save our children. It's so important for us to stay connected and for women especially to stay connected with each other. Forget about the beefs. Forget about that. Because at the end of the day, none of that has a bearing when the shovel's being lifted and the dirt's being thrown and the casket's being lowered and the tears are falling. All those hugs, all those condolences, and all of the support is the only thing besides God that you're going to need. That's going to hold you up. That's going to hold you up in that time and in that hour. And nobody knows the time. Nobody knows the hour. No one. But we are for sure. That we know. The Alpha and the Omega. I just want everybody out here tonight that's listening, that's listening to this podcast tonight to support these women, support these ladies, show up at the court dates, show them your support, show up at their at their rally events, show up at their marches, show up and be accounted for. Let your voice ring. Show them that they're not alone, that we all stand in unity because we all feel their loss. We all feel that. That's all I'm asking from everybody. I'm just asking that that uh, you do this because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. If you have a heart. And for those people that swear they are Christian. Because see, a Christian walks in walks in the in in the light of Christ. They're crystallized in the light of Christ. And if you honor God as a Christian that you say you are, then show your compassion. Show your compassion. It is your duty. Your duty as a compassionate Christian of God. To stand with your fellow man and woman. And help them through troubling trying times. And these are troubling trying times. In the water. And we need help. They need your help. So I'm just asking. Please do this. This is an important segment tonight. I love y'all. Magic Mike, Black Views, GB Hot 97. And we'll be right back.
Welcome back to GV Hot 97. I'm your host, Magic Mike. This segment is Black Views. I appreciate everybody tonight, you know, tuning in to what I had to say and listening to those things and the respect that you give me on this show. Um, I have love for everybody and I really thank you for that, you know. But, you know, this is one of my one of my uh, parts of the segment that I like, which is the ass of the day. And. The ass of the day to me goes out to those people that walk around and say, this ain't my problem. That ain't my situation. And go home and just talk about things that they could help make a change in. They don't want to support nothing. They don't want to come out and support events and the things that make our community be a great community and unify one another. You know, just because we ain't in there smoking, we ain't drinking at the event. We just out trying to have a good time and uh, enjoy families, friends, uh, neighbors, um, and just out there just trying to have a good time. Give out information and try to uplift the people. 
you know, those people are the ones to me that are the cancer in the community. They are the straight up sore cancer that lives amongst our community. And you are the ones that we need to move out the way. You know, as the minister used to say, don't waste your time on a disbeliever. So we got to move you out the way so that we can make progress because you're a part of the problem. You are part of the uh, 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 enemy line that we have to get get out the way so that we can uh, move the agenda and make things happen in the community. So really, to me, if you know somebody like that. And you know that they ain't about the support of the community. They don't help out. They always talking, but never show. You let them know they the ass of the day. You let them know what it really is. You feel me? And with that, mad love to y'all. GV Hot 97. Black views. And oh yeah, please support my co-host, Danette Wallace. Wait to worship. DJ Devo, uncut, smooth, and I leave you in peace, love, and happiness the same way I came to you.